Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to our new daily GAR Capital podcast. I know I had a podcast earlier today talking about the Fed. Welcome back. This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. We're going to do this every day, Monday through Friday. Well, barring any kind of holiday in the markets. But Monday through Friday, we're going to talk markets. It's going to be a five, you know, maybe five to 15 minute podcast, giving you the updates, telling you what we're looking at and exactly what went down in today's stock market. Going to go ahead and go through all the news and all the BS and wade through the waters and make sure that you understand and keep things in context for the traders and investors out there. Welcome again. This is exciting. I love to do these podcasts with you guys. I used to do it every so often, but to do a quick daily one is a really good supplement for like the afternoon notes that we do. So we're going to do morning notes on Instagram Live. Make sure to follow us at GAR Capital. And then we'll do an afternoon podcast every day. Again, pretty quick. You can listen to it at the gym, in your car, wherever, on the way home. Again, it won't take too much of your time. Five to ten minutes out of your day, if anything, just to kind of keep things in context. Okay, so let's talk about today. What a day was it? I mean, uh, after Fed Chair Powell's uh, a press conference, the markets continue the free fall. Dow Jones closed down 464 points. S&P down 1.58%. And the Nasdaq down 1.63%. What? in the heck happened today well guys you have one thing and one thing that stands out we have buyers exhaustion you actually don't have much buyers out there buying stocks at the moment especially with interest rates rising and you know lack of liquidity liquidity is the amount of money cash out there to buy so again with the monetary policy tightening from the fed you're going to get less liquidity out there so you're going to get less buyers but again We've been seeing support on SPX, which is the S&P 500 across the board. I'm looking here on a daily chart and you could see ever since I would say the fourth, actually I would say the end of, uh, beginning of December, we tapped around 27.99, 27.97, and then just had a free fall down to the low of 24.41. That's a lot. First 27.50 was a support, then 2,700, then 2,600. Then we had the intra the year lows at 25.13, I believe, 25.18, no, 25.30, excuse me, on the S&P from February lows after that big takeoff afterwards and the summer swoon. Well, we've completely wrecked that. Now we're just trying to find a bottom. And today's date, I'm looking at a 15-minute chart on SPX day, basically the whole day as we went. 9.30, futures were pretty much up overnight on S&P and then it just just tanked uh, we fell a little bit slightly and then soared slightly around 2509 and that was the high of the day and then we just kind of went down 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 uh, more talk from the Fed uh, one of the New York federal gov uh, New York Fed governor was actually speaking today talking about the markets we don't care about them but yet if anything slows down we could always loosen up policy but then that continued to the downside Again, guys, new supports to keep breaking, lower, lower lows, lower highs. Take a look at an hourly chart on the SPX and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. We've seen pump and dump daily. We'll get a nice rise at the open, maybe 100 to 200 points in the Dow and then just fade out. The times that you're starting to see a fade is right around 12 to 2 p.m. 2 p.m. being that real cusp of a real sell-off. Today got really ugly on the SPX. If you want to bring up the 15-minute chart again, you could see here we actually hit the low of 24.41 and then a nice ramp up in the, da- in the S&P. Uh, actually, we just broke that level to around 2.30, 2.15 p.m. 
pretty much jumped about 40 handles from the low and then kind of tapered off at 24.67 at the close. But right at the low of the day, we were at 24.56 at the end, the tail end of the day. But right before the close, we actually had some e-mini futures buying in futures and it ramped up. So someone came in, plunge protection team. I don't know exactly who came in to buy, but algos were triggered to buy at these low levels. And with that being said, we had a nice ramp up. The lowest part of the day where I think we were down 650 in the Dow and the S&P was at its low 2441. To give a little bit of context, let's take a look at a weekly chart in the S&P. Uh, 16, where are we at, uh, I believe? Yes, at the election, election cycle. This is the election of Donald Trump. The, da the S&P 500 was at 1883, 1883. So we still have a lot way to go to just retrace that at level. 1883 is where we are. I'm going to make a mark here on that level. So let's see here. I think we got to, the, no, we got to 2166 on the election. So we still have about 300 more handles to get down if we're going to retrace those gains. So again, we're still up since the election, but again, we've broken down the support level in SPX. So you're probably saying to yourself, Carlos, that's nice and all that jargon. How does that help me as an investor? That's where I'm going to start looking at the stocks here. It's pretty brutal. The guys who got taken out to the cleaners today, I want to take a look at it with you. We're going to take a look at a market scanner. And I can see the charts here, product depth, tools. Let's see if I can find my chart screen indices. Okay, so we're going to look at the S&P 500 heat map. And everything was down. Only thing that was up today was Wells Fargo, pretty scary. J&J, &J, which was beaten down. So I guess the basically value. But the big loser today was IT, information technology, Microsoft, Apple, CRM, Adobe, those guys. Uh, just read across the board for the most part. Walmart was taking a beating today. Uh, those kind of sectors, communication services, tech was beaten down. Utilities, again, the only thing here that was pretty much green across the board. Again, that is your risk off play. If you're looking for a place to hide in this market so you don't lose as much, I would say you want to go to utilities. You can go to the XLU, which is the S&P uh, utilities sector. So you're in one of two camps here. You're either panicking about your portfolio, not good, or you're looking for value here. So again, you're looking at one or two sides here. If you're a long-term investor, right now is a buying opportunity. You're not going to sell anyways. You don't need the money this is a great opportunity to start scaling down. You can start buying some high quality names. I'm gonna go over five names in this podcast that I like personally to buy in at these levels, but scale it in and expect a little bit of pain. If you're the type where I'm freaking the hell out, I need to sell off, where I'm gonna put my money to work, I would say XLU or buy some bonds. And there's one I like, it's SUB. SUB is the name, you can buy it on TD Ameritrade. It's commission free and it's municipal bonds. You're not gonna get a ton of cash out of it, but it's gonna be cash preservation. So again, you can make some 1%, you could park it in a CD for a little bit as rates went up, but I still like sub because it's commission-free and it's pretty much liquid. You could take it out if you need it. So let's go over five names that I like in this market that are, if they fall a little more, I'm looking to buy some. Number one is Microsoft. I really like Microsoft if it breaks below 100. Microsoft does not have the exposure to China, does not have federal, uh, the, the Fed exposure with interest rates. Love the cloud here. Azure is kicking ass. Microsoft is doing well. I own it. I love it. Buy it. I think it's a great company. And I think we have a lot more upside. 
Amazon I still like, and the reason I do like it is because of AWS, which is the cloud service. Again, you're probably thinking to yourself, 1460 is a lot. Amazon, if you can afford it here, the sticker price, you don't have sticker shock, stick with Amazon. I still like them long term. Another one is MasterCard. MasterCard does not have the exposure to the Fed either. Again, they have no loan exposure to just a processor. And still, they may be the biggest beneficiary if we get a trade um, trade uh, 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 working out or I guess a trade war deal with China because MasterCard and Visa have yet to be joining the China uh, consumer market. So again, I would like them very much, uh, MasterCard and Visa. Those two I like. I definitely would lump those together. Uh, they're a buy. But I mean, either one, they're both great. The next one here, I like Verizon. Verizon has zero exposure to China. They have a great dividend, great balance sheet. They're not in debt like AT&T. And they pay about a 4.8% dividend. I own Verizon. It's actually one of my biggest positions. I like them long term. Again, with 5G coming around, that's the name I want to be in long term. I want to get paid for owning stock because I'm lazy. Just kidding. I like to get paid for owning assets. So Verizon, I very much like. And the last one, last but not least, if I had to pick something here, I'm going to be a little defensive. I'm going to be a little defensive here. It's going to be a rough one. You may not like the name. You may not like the name, but I like United Health. And healthcare, again, has been beaten down today. It was a big sector beaten down. Uh, they're talking about that pharmaceuticals are taking a hit because they're going to raise prices and uh, the healthcare sector is going to take a hit. But if you look long term, United Health is the number one to go with. The little pricey at $242. Take a little bit of a hit today, down 3%. Uh, but I like them long term. Again, the baby boomers are getting older. That's where my that they're gonna get older. They need healthcare. United Health is the largest insurer. I like them. We know that Aetna did just merge with CVS. I don't know how that's gonna work. So I like United Health instead. So those are my five stocks. That's my my power pitch every day. I'm gonna do like fast money on CNBC. I'm gonna give you a power pitch of a stock that I'm watching that I like every day. Again, I'm not saying to buy them. I'm just telling you to look at them. So those are the five I like. So again, there's a lot of opportunities out there, guys, but you have to have a sense of perspective here. If you're a trader, you are loving life because you can get some, some puts out there. So a couple of put positions you would like if you want to play some puts, if you're trading. Qs and spies always have great volume. Uh, let's take a look at spy and Qs today. Uh, bring up spy right now, and I'm going to look at the 21st, which is tomorrow. 240, 248 puts, $1.81 on the ask. 455,000 in volume. Looks very juicy if you are feeling very frosty and you're feeling a little risky, maybe by one or two positions. If you're betting to the downside, I would look at the 248 puts on SPY, 455,000. Again, if you don't think this pop will last. And futures are up at the moment, 66 points and doesn't. It hasn't lasted lately. If you're looking at QQQ, take a look at the 151 puts. 151 puts, again, that's about a half a percent to the downside or 1% to the downside. 48 cents on the ask, 57,000 volume on QQQs if you're looking to the put side. Again, if you're very heavy tech, I would say QQQs would be a great hedge against your positions. Again, guys, if you have any big positions in your portfolio, you can always buy puts to protect your portfolio to the downside. Make some short-term gains to cover your positions. Just don't let them exercise. On Fridays, be very careful. If you're in the bunny, and the exercise, you're on the hook for buying them. So be careful, guys. Keep an eye on your positions. So again, I like Qs and I like Spies if you're trading tomorrow. Next week, you're going to have low volume. So don't expect a lot of selling off. A lot of people don't sell off during low volume. But a lot of people are not buying either. So just 
kind of tread lightly there. The only other thing I want you to look at as well for tomorrow and running into next week is I want you to look at oil. Oil has been absolutely decimated. I actually did a short position on, um, what did I short today? Uh, marathon oil. I know it was a marathon oil. What did I short today? I totally forgot. Let me make sure what I, if I could figure that out. I totally forgot. I actually shorted about, I believe, a thousand shares. CHK. That was Chesapeake Energy. I shorted about a thousand shares. Made about 5% return on it. Nothing crazy because the stock is only at trading at $1.84. I shorted it at $2. Uh, I should have held for a little longer, but either way, I got out. Uh, those kind of energy names, Marathon Oil, XOM, Chevron, CHK. I don't recommend short selling because there's a lot of risk there. But again, I have the portfolio to do so. Okay, look at oil. Forward slash CL, which is crude oil inventory, crude oil futures. Uh, 46.36 a barrel at the moment. I think we get a little more pain. I think if the dollar does bounce back slightly, <clears throat> we get a little bit of a sell-off. I think crude gets a little more. I, I would target crude to get around 40s. It looks ugly out there and they keep pumping more. So again, keep that in mind, guys. Tons of room out there for the downside. And don't forget, guys, um, next week, you know, it's the holidays. Monday, we will not have a podcast. Tomorrow, I will. But coming up soon, January, first week of January, I will have the top 10 stocks of 2019 broken down. We had a really great year with our top 10 of 2018. If you were listening, you would have caught Red Hat and they actually got bought up by IBM. And we also had Square, which was the number one rated company or stock by Yahoo Finance. You're welcome, Yahoo Finance. But thank you so much for taking a look at that podcast. But we'll do this every day, guys. I hope this was, this was helpful. One more stock to go. I'm going to give you this, this name here. CGC, up 7% after hours. Just tweeted about it that the uh, F FDA is maybe talking about doing interstate trade, interstate trade of cannabis products. CGC is up at the moment. Uh, let me go and check exactly where they are. CGC, if I can find the stock. Let me type it in here. CGC stock after hours is up about 6%, just slightly a percent off the highs. So very, very big. Canada's canopy growth to enter U.S. market after Farm Bill gives pathway to legal hemp growing. Very nice. I own CGC. Uh, I probably may buy some more tomorrow, to be honest with you, long term. So if there's something to buy here, CGC would be something. Take a look at it. All right, guys, have a great rest of your day. I'll catch you tomorrow for tomorrow's podcast. Thanks again. This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. Have a great rest of your Thursday, guys.